Well, welcome to another episode. Is this, are we done for the year here, Jen? We got one more. One next more. Week. All right. Well, welcome to our next to last season five episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. With us, as always, is our marketing director, one of our other coaches, all around superstar, Wonder Woman, Jen Wayborg. Hey, Jen. Hi. I think you should have like like the applause of the whole crowd. Like <laughs> oh, we should. I'm gonna have to find a track. Yep. Right. <laughs> we'll find a laugh track too. And since he's already making his presence known, welcome back to the show. An old friend of ours, Antoine Glover. What's up, man? Well, not much. I'm not too old. Uh, oh, 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 that was a different different reference. It was no, it was it both. <laughs> Enter laugh track. There, there is an, an so, well, only you and I oh, are boy. finding that funny, right? Yeah, well, I'm um, looking forward to being on the 20th season. Uh, God, we may get there. I know it, right? Yeah, we have booked. I might well even have hair then to season seven, year seven. <laughs> yep. Um, we probably run about 40 or 45 episodes a year, so we've probably breached 200. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the podcast is doing well. It's kicking ass. Um, yeah, we've got a good followership, which we uh, really appreciate all of you listening, watching, live or in syndication. Thank you for lending us your ears and tolerating our shitty jokes. <laughs> um, so, um, so Antoine, it's been a minute since we've seen you. We joked about that before we went live. Yeah. Um, and just to give our audience a little bit of background, because obviously we're just going to pick up the ball and keep running with it. Uh, you're, you're a real estate agent in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Correct. And you've got a bunch of other shit that you're doing. We've talked about multiple streams of income. We'll pick that conversation back up for sure. Right. Um, you're starting to do some work gearing up for uh, some voiceover work, some yep. audible shit. Who knows? Maybe you'll start recording some commercials, that kind of thing. Yep. But in theory, people send you a script. You record it till it's perfect. You send it back and they pay you. There it is. Cool. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. All right. There it is. I am just certainly like you were saying, just big on that. Um, but I do think that that kind of lends to an important conversation about us, about our brethren, our colleagues, the industry, both real estate and mortgages as a whole, because we do see a lot of people stuck. We talked about that. Uh, Jen brought up the fact that we've seen a lot of people who really didn't make these past successful years, whether it was just the two during the pandemic or the few before that leading up to it. And we had great success in those as well. And they weren't figuring out how to parlay that in order to do things like make more money or bring retirement in a little closer or improve their quality of life, their work-life balance, those kinds of things. And I think that it is an important subject and we don't really talk about it enough. Um, and I am just not, well, I guess I'm not sure how to breach the subject for our audience and what kinds of ideas, tools, tips, tricks, techniques are going to be most valuable for them. And you might have some insight there. Well, you know, and I always think it's, it's hard for everybody to put themselves on the scale. Yeah. Right. We want to get to this, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if you want to physically lose weight or, or have more money in the bank. A lot of All times of we're scared to get on the scale to go, ah, okay. But once you find out where you're at, at that current moment, 
then you can start working your way backwards and say, okay, I may not be at the weight that I want to be financially, relationally, whatever it is. And when you put yourself on that scale, at least you know where you're starting. And I think a lot of people, um, I saw this coming, you saw this coming uh, in regards to what was going on in the economy and how it was going to affect, um, affect our business. Now, you could look at it in one of two ways of, I don't want to get on the scale. I just don't want to do it. Or, okay, let's gauge where the economy is. And then what do I have to do to adjust the sales? Talk to other people that have been through it that are still successful and ask the recipe. I mean, it's, it, at the end of the day, life is pretty simple. We just kind of complicate it. <laughs> and I, so and, and I really think when you break <laughs> everything down to its simplest form, once you know, A, where you're at, and then B, where you want to go, then when you're focused in on that and these little steps that we'll, we'll, we'll dive into um, here in the show, but once you start diving into those little steps day by day by day, you don't have time to worry. You don't have time to, what if, what if, what if, what if I keep on moving forward and I lose five pounds? <laughs> I'm on the right track, whatever that is for you. And it's different for everybody. Yes. I just had this conversation with my kids, actually. And I know that I, I shouldn't quite call them that. They're 18 years old, um, uh, my son and his girlfriend. And I was referencing what I believe is a Khalil Gibran quote. And for those of you that studied any philosophy, um, you'll know who Khalil is. Um, but all paths lead to the same summit. Okay. Now, for some of us on different subjects, that's going to require a million fucking switchbacks to get to the top. Right. Like with me and interpersonal relationships, I'm not that good at it. I want to get better. I try to get better. I know I need to get better. And with some people, they can just blaze a trail straight to the top, go straight up and get to the peak. But as long as we keep going up little by little or big chunks at a time or all at once, whatever it is. We can all get to the top. We can all get to where we want to be as long as we keep working, as long as we keep improving. Right. And I think that that's true in pretty much every aspect of life. So I do think we all need a baseline. And I suck at this too, getting on the scale, as it were. Um, well, getting on the scale in literal terms as well. I suck <laughs> at it. I do. I, the, the baseline scares me. It does. Right. It, that's human nature. But yes, I agree. You've got to know where you're at and where you are at in your surroundings in order to make those surroundings work better for you or to make sure that you are getting better and finding better surroundings. Right. That's really kind of the key. But I've always just said, just keep moving forward. Just keep left foot, right foot, keep going. Because, yeah, once we're stagnant, we're dead. And I think that a lot of people have kind of fallen into that trap this year. We're not continuing to push forward. We're not continuing to uh, blaze new trail, those kinds of things. And I still kick myself for not adjusting quickly, quicker, I should say. I think we did adjust quickly, um, but quicker. I think I could have been more profound, more acute about seeing that baseline, changing the narrative and making sure that I am making those surroundings better. Right. I think well, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, from even from the lending to sales in, um, in new builds to even 
just a, a, a us realtors, it was too easy, if you will, these last three years. And like I was talking with Jen before beforehand, it's like going as an analogy, going to the club, everybody's drinking, everybody's having a good time, but eventually the lights have to come on and you got to go home and sleep it off. The lights are on and now it's time to sleep it off and go, okay, well, that was an interesting run. Oh, did I spend all my money? <laughs> right. money. And now we're going back and I, and I, and it's unfortunate um, that so many people in our industry generally speaking, not a lot, uh, actually quite a few that I've talked to that just didn't see this coming. They didn't anticipate the lights to, to come on. Uh, we knew, you know, getting a 2.75% uh, refi, that's, we all knew it wasn't going to last forever, but it was kind of like out of sight, <laughs> out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. And, and, you know, I made the last three years, I made more money than I did in, over the 10 years in real estate, um, uh, almost combined. It, I made a lot of money. And I say that not to be braggadocious, but you can look at my bank account over the last three years and you go, well, where's your money? And I go, my money's out there making babies. Right. And people go, what do you mean making babies? I want my money to be having sex. I want it to be multiplying all the time. So that's where I said, you know, I'm finding deals left and right. Um, and I'm going to hold and I'm going to hold, but I'm going to hold and I'm going to hold. And now I have plenty of rentals. I still have a thriving real estate business because guess what? People are still buying homes. I'm still on that path, but now I've made an, enough money in those rentals where I pulled that money out and now I'm looking for more opportunities that are going to be in front of us. They're happening right now, but even as the months and even the next couple, two, three years uh, goes on, we're going to see some phenomenal opportunities out there. All my investor friends, they're smiling from ear to ear. And so many people are like, what, what, what what's going on? This is where the rubber meets the road. I heard a quote, you may have heard this, um, Adam, that in a bull market is where you can become rich, right? And that's what a lot of us that worked our butts off these last three years, we've been working, 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 working. That's where you become rich. That's great. Woohoo! It's in the recession and or the bear market is where you the rubber really meets the road to become wealthy. Yeah. And I this caught the really tail end of you and Jen talking about that before I joined you. And the thought that popped into my mind, of course, is fortunes are made during recessions. Right. We're in one. We're having one. We're going to have one. However, the, you know, wherever we're going to move the goalpost to to define a recession, <laughs> we're having it is one. what it is. We're in one. And right. yes, I think it's going to be far more prevalent over the course of this year. Now, that's going to be different for people in real estate and mortgages because recessions are pretty good for those types of businesses. Um, but we're going to see spikes in unemployment, these kinds of things. And yes, uh, fortunes are made during recessions. Um, you know, as, as far back as Rockefeller. Right. right. Um, as far back as the Great Depression, fortunes are made during recessions. So, yeah, that's absolutely true. There's no question. I just think it's literally like we've talked about, you know, the entire what have we been talking, maybe 20 minutes here, uh, both live and before we went on, um, that we humans are slow to react. Human nature pretty much dictates that we don't believe something could happen until it's actually happening. So how do we harness that foresight? How do we 
change our narrative? How do we do the things that we need to do in order to make sure that not only are the vast majority of us, and it is the vast majority, are no longer suffering the kind of slump that we did in 2022, but that we are learning how to make adjustments faster. And obviously we know you got to establish your baseline. That's got to be priority number one. You, you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you are. Right. Okay. What else? Oh, I mean, there's, there, I, I, it's like, I, it's like a broken record for me. Um, once again, I, I can't stress enough how important it is to literally constantly be reading constantly learn the great thing about reading it's not just a read to read it's reading so when situations like where we're currently in in this, this economy comes in comes up for people like myself and yourself um we, we when you are afraid you don't do anything when you don't do anything you miss opportunities totally but when you are constantly reading what do people do in a recession or a depression? How did they survive? How did they thrive during those times? Think about this. What has it been about 14 years, uh, a 14 year run? Think about this. It'll be about 15. Yeah. 15, by the time it's all. Year run. Think about this. Anybody watching, and this is where it's kind of a, it's weird because we should have been in a recession a couple of times, right? In those 15 <sighs> years. Just yes. somebody who's 30 years old watching this. How old were you when the last recession hit? You're 15 years old. You didn't know. I was 18. You were 18. <laughs> so they're, it's interesting because, you know, 25, 30, 35 years old, that, that's the new, pretty much the new age of the up and comers. And they don't know what to experience. They don't know what to expect. Now, 15 years ago, I was making a year, <laughs> a year, what I make in a month now. And once again, I never say that to be braggadocious. It didn't matter if it was a recession or not. I was in a personal recession. I was just striving and thriving and working at four or five different um, uh, restaurants just to, just to stay afloat. So the quote unquote recession for me 15 years ago, um, didn't matter if the, we were roaring or not. My personal life wasn't roaring at that time, but I do remember, I do remember the recession, but it's interesting to see a lot of these younger professionals that, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but they just, they, they have no frame of reference um, as to, well, I don't know, I was 15 years old, 15 years ago. I don't know. I was just living in my mom's basement and going to high school, right? I get my car. And now things are going to be a little bit different and listening to a handful of economists, we ain't seen nothing yet, my friends. And that's not to say to scare you. It should actually inspire you because these next two to five years, you better quickly hone your skills and get really good at whatever profession that you're in, in my opinion. I think that's certainly part of it. Yep. Uh, continuing to self-educate, continuing to hone those skills, continuing to get better at what you do than you are today. But I'm a big believer in... I mean, I use it in a different reference where I don't have any competition is my mindset yeah. because my competition is me. I just have to suck less tomorrow than I did today. <laughs> right. That's it. That's right. all I care about is am I progressing a little bit every day? Uh, you know, kind of an atomic habits sort of. That's funny that you said right? I just finished atomic habits by James Clear. Yeah. I, I just, I just 1 did it a second day. time. It's amazing. 
Yeah, it, that concept, uh, for those of you watching or listening, if you have not read uh, or listened to, uh, obviously a lot of us are big on Audible these days, uh, Atomic Habits, get it. It is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, just these simple broken down strategies. The reference to the British cycling team is the one that always brings me back. Wasn't that uh, just amazing? Amazing, right? And for those of you that don't know, the British cycling team, which now is very competitive, sucked. For 100 years, they sucked. And they just made these tiny little changes. They uh, started using indoor uh, uniforms instead of outdoor, which cut wind resistance. Just, you know. Even to, even to the switch of their pillows. The pillows. How they, uh, they had a surgeon come in and teach them how to wash their hands so they wouldn't get sick as often. That's it. Just learning how to wash your hands a little better was one of these tiny little atomic habits that enabled them to now be one of the top cycling countries on the globe right I mean, those kinds of little things add up to really big things um so yeah i definitely think that that's a big big piece of the puzzle um i i do think that you know in a very gary v-esque kind of way one of the big struggles that we all have and people that are struggling more now than others and i'm not you know completely innocent of this by any means is that we aren't really figuring out how to tie whatever it is we do, real estate, mortgages, uh, rental properties, voiceover work, whatever the fuck it is that you do, are you figuring out how to hone those skills towards human nature? Right? And Gary, v, um, and Gary and I don't see eye to eye on everything, but I think if there's any, ever somebody who knows how to make social media work, while taking into consideration human nature, he's at the top of the game. So are you doing mortgage work and really figuring out how to make that serve what people need? Are you doing your real estate work and really figuring out how to make it serve what people need? Then I think that that's kind of the path we need to go down in honing those skills. Right. Well, I love Seth Godin. The, the purple cow. We've talked about this before. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even when the market was screaming these last three years, screaming. I love all my realtors out there, but I didn't want to be that same black and white cow driving it. it, it your audience doesn't know what I'm talking about. Look up uh, Seth Godin, the, the, the purple cow, and, and, and just imagine driving down a country road and you see all these black and white cows, black and white cows, realtors, 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 lenders, 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 lenders. They're all black and white cows. Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden you go, was that, just the pur was that a, purple? a purple? Wait a minute, cow. what the hell was that? <laughs> that is, it sounds easy. It is, it's simple, but how are you becoming a purple cow in your said endeavor? It's not saying you can't take um, a, Gary V as an example. I agree with Gary V sometimes, some, some um, uh, Grant Cardone, a little bit of uh, Robert Kiyosaki, a little bit of Dave Ramsey. Very little, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but hear me out. Going back, let me give you an example. I believe in debt, but I don't believe in bad debt. Paying twenty two percent on a beer, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, please don't. But I love Robert. But I also love Robert Kiyosaki, right? Um, I don't believe one hundred percent of what Grant Cardone says. Don't own a home; it's going to be. Now I'm utilizing it to my advantage. I'm getting ready. Um, I'm to start a franchise because I have equity in my other real estate ventures. So I take, I chew the meat 
and throw away the bone. You know, I listen to Brian Buffini. I listen to Tom Ferry. Of course. I listen to, I listen to Adam, kind of. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but I listen to the people that are, have actually are doing it. What are they doing? And how can I implement a little bit of that in my life? And by doing that and doing that and reading and reading and going out there and failing, going out there and going, geez, Louise. Oh, there's another big piece of the puzzle, though. We're, ter- we're as terrified of that as we are of the baseline. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very, very difficult to go out and fail. And I don't really know that failing is failing. Failing is learning. You, I, I think I read this somewhere recently that really struck a chord. You only fail... If you don't try again, right? If you don't get back up and keep going, that's when you fail, right? I mean, we would still be crawling, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Why are you right. crawling, Ed? What are you drunk? No, I just haven't learned to walk. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, or talk, or, or yeah, right. Walk, you're right. up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Now you don't think about it. It's just, it just is. Ah, so there's a great analogy right there. Right. Apply how you. Failed, learned, and succeeded at walking to the shit you're dealing with today. I, I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. I mean, I think these are some phenomenal nuggets, those that are listening to this. Even if you've been in the said business for 20 years and you've heard this again and again and again and again, what does Zig Ziglar say? You know, motivation is kind of like brushing your teeth. You got to have to do it often. And over and over and over. And and it's not even so much the message as the timing of the message that holds true. Totally. You know, for those who are, are, are believers, um, and they say, oh, I've read the Bible a million times. And I go, just read that one, one thing again. They read that little, little section and they go, I remember reading that a million times, but I don't remember that. No, because you have changed. That's why I say read the same books over and over and over pick up a book that you read last year and read it again it's a uh, different it'll hit book. different yep it's a different book because the words are the same but you are different and sometimes you just need that right message at the right time to hit you at that right that right spot to where you go okay this is this is it you know going back real quickly and i and i can't emphasize this enough Okay, if, I, if you're going to go back to abhorring... your money having sex, we get it. Most of our audience would think it's See? money for sex, not money right, having sex. You don't sex. have money for sex. You want your you want your uh, your babies to be making babies, yes. right? Go on. And, and 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 so going back to bad debt, I cannot express on how important, especially these next two to three years, at least these next two to three years, you need if you are in bad debt, I you better suck it up, Buttercup. You better be an Uber driver, work at Walmart for six months, whatever it is, please, I beg of you, get out of bad debt. Oh, I can't believe there are, there's a lot of people in my industry okay, that are making seven fifty dollars a year, but living a million dollar lifestyle. Yep. And they have no money. Think about that. So what are some of the, these are some of the things that going back to getting back on that scale and hey, taking a really hard look and saying, okay, I may not like to see the numbers, but I, but I have to do something because if we do nothing, it's just going to get worse. True. And if I do continue to do something, if I continue to push forward, 
I promise a hundred percent of people out there, I don't care if you're a lender, realtor, if you're in direct selling, any business, any business, if you push forward, get rid of the stupid debt that's out there and continue to push forward, work on your skills. I guarantee whatever you have made these last three years, add an extra zero to it. I guarantee it. I More guarantee are made it. during recessions. But yeah, it, I, and we're talking about so many things between that day and this or this day and that. Mm-hmm. And human nature is, it's fickle. It's really uh, it's interesting uh, thing humans are. We we really, really are. Um, and God, it, it, we're the only species that can't get out of our own way. You know, another good book to, to back. I just started it this morning. David Goggins, uh, the next one, his newest one, uh, Never Finished. If any of the, these people that we're telling you guys that, that are listening and watching this, please adhere to this. Get it on audiobooks, um, The Atomic Habits and Never Finished. If you've never heard of David Goggins, jeez. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I mean, it makes me look like on my worst days, like, really? Get up. Suck it up, buttercup. It's time to go. Let's get this thing going. Let's get it going. No matter how successful you are, when you hear David Goggins, like, oh, I don't care how bad you're balling right now. I don't care if you uh, have $10 billion in the bank. You're like, uh, oh, I got to do better. I, I, I got to keep pushing. Yeah. I got to keep going. And it's not even so much about the money. It's about how comfortable you have become and how comfortable even even when in, in the face of adversity, we, we tend to get comfortable. There's that, there's that, um, that story of a, a man walking down a, down a road and he comes across a farmer and his, his, his do- dog was laying on a nail and howling. And he says, mister, your, 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 your dog is laying on a nail. And he says, it's okay. It doesn't hurt bad enough to get up. <laughs> And I don't think it hurts bad enough right now. I have been saying what I've been saying. You guys know it. I've been saying this for nearly 10 years. These simple, it's like um, Gary V going back to Gary V. I saw him in Denver. I loved it. He set everybody up. And uh, this is a handful of years ago. And he says, okay, guys, how many people have been to a, a workshop like this, a convention? Everybody's like, yeah. How many people have seen me before? Yeah, Gary V. Woohoo! This is awesome. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing here? You shouldn't be here right now. Everybody went. He says, I love every single one of you, but I am not saying anything different than you saw me before or when you see me on social media. There's no magic pill. You should be out there grinding and working your ass off. That's the message you should be getting from this. You hmm. don't need another convention. I'm not saying they don't work. Well, now we're talking about two different things. <laughs> and we have this conversation a lot because we talk about motivational speakers. Right. And all the way from Tony Robbins on down. And Gary V. And who did we uh, see? In La- Layla Ali talked at a mortgage conference in October in Las Vegas. She doesn't know anything about mortgages. I do think she connected with some women, uh, certainly mothers uh, in the room. But the conversation that has stemmed from that, and it's obviously been a couple of few months now, is that people that are going to these events, that are doing what we're doing, that are still doing it well, right? 
don't need motivational speakers. We've heard them, like Gary would say. I have heard Gary speak. I've taken the bits and pieces out of what Gary's going to give that are going to resonate with me, and I'm implementing where I want, how I want. I don't need motivational speakers because if I can't fucking self-motivate, I'm dead. <laughs> right? Right? And the successful right. people in the room are already self-motivating. And they've heard everybody talk, again, from Tony Robbins on down. They've taken the bits and pieces of what works, what strikes a chord with them, what they want to internalize and implement. And they self-motivate. You self-motivate. Antoine, you fucking self-motivate. You do. If yeah. you didn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation because you wouldn't even be meeting the prerequisites for us to ask you on the show as a real estate agent. Well, There's here's a million real estate agents out there. We have like, you know, maybe 20 over five years that we would have on our show more than once. What's the alternative? That's what I always tell myself because I can't work for another person. You, you lay I, on the nail. You keep I laying on the nail. Own. That's the alternative. I, I don't have... I don't have an option. It's kind of like if you were dropped in the middle of the Rocky Mountain Forest and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. What a good, okay, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. Okay, what do you got to do? Well, I got to find some civilization. I got to survive. You better start walking. And, and, and that's for me, that's what keeps me going. You know, on average, on average, if we're lucky, all of us live 10 years, eight times. If we're lucky, I'm halfway done, man. Yeah. I got three left. Yeah. What am I waiting? It's like we sit and we're waiting for something. And you got the, what? What are you waiting for? You're waiting for something to kind of like get you up and get you moving. Unicorn. Magic potion. And it's not going to happen. And I, 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 I help. Gosh, I, I try to help as many people as I possibly can. It doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent that's on my team or not on my team. That's beside the point. I don't, I'm just like with you, I don't look at it as competition. I look at it, you know, I help somebody else out and I'm going to be, um, they're going to be on the other side of the deal one way or the other uh, in the future. And hopefully they'll remember this and we can work together and do all that fun stuff. But more importantly, I don't want people to give up. I know it's inev inevitable. People are going to be discouraged. They're going to give up. They're going to give up their license and they're going to get back to, you know, what they used to do and what they're comfortable with. This is really um, a time where I beg everybody, don't do it. Don't give up right now. I have people that say, oh, should I get into real estate? And I go, absolutely. Why wouldn't you want to get into real estate when it's in a kind of an uncertain market? If you can do well in an uncertain market, you can do well in any market. People thought I was crazy 10 plus 12 years ago when I got into real estate in the new builds, when nobody was coming to buy a home. We couldn't get basements <laughs> away or homes away back then, right? Yep. But I found a way. I was hungry. I was hungry, as Les Brown would say. I was hungry. I was really hungry. And I knew that, gosh, even though I'm just not getting these sales, if I just keep going, if I just keep going, if I keep going, I'd work during the day and I'd go to Red Lobster and serve tables at night. I'd tell everybody about, hey, I work in real estate. Hey, let's do this. Let's get together. And I just kept chipping away. I had no idea even how to find a, a lot on the map to go show people. I had no clue. But I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. And then it just 
boom. Going back to Atomic Habits, right? How hungry are you? It always has to come down to it. How bad do you really want it? And then once that water starts pumping out of that well, you don't have to pump as hard and as long. Then you can just relax a bit and just slow it down. And all of a sudden the water continues to flow. And then if that dries up, don't worry, you have another well pumping and another well pumping. And then before you know it, you get asked to be on How Do I Met Your Mortgage in season six with Mary Smith and Adam. <laughs> it, 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 it's too far gone, man. But we'll ask you back to be in season seven. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love sucked. it. But yeah. I, this, this is where I'm so passionate about. You know, when people, you know, they ask you, you know, where do you get your clients and what do you do? And I go, it's all through just who I am as a person. But reading is so much more than just the knowledge. It gets you, it gets you in the, 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 whatever situation you're faced with, you can handle it. You can overcome the objections. You know how many people are coming up to me and I know they're doing the same thing. It's almost like your dog died. They're like, oh, geez, how's real estate? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm having a blast. Yeah, like, what? Yep, All the realtors that I know. Everybody are... asks, oh my God, are you okay with mortgage rates? I'm like, well, one, consider where you're getting that information because now it's like two solid months of interest rates going down. But we don't talk about good news. We only talk about bad news as far as what the you know average person sees. So yeah, it's a great. That is hilarious. You no, know, hey, it, my dog weird. has not died. <laughs> We're, we're all good. <laughs> no, we're every, everything, everything is actually good. And see, and once again, going back to the purple cow, yep. how many people are like three years ago? Oh, the market's hot. The market's hot. That's all I freaking heard. The market's so hot. Well, tell that to buyers, <laughs> right? Yeah. They were like getting beat up left and right. Um, it wasn't fun for them. No, it It, it wasn't, it wasn't fun for them. Guess what? It's a lot funner uh, now for buyers. It's not as fun because the interest rates are up, but now the roles are reversing, right? Now buyers that I have are able to find better deals out there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it really. Without huge competition. Without paying a hundred grand over ask, without having to waive the rights to their appraisal, their inspection, their firstborn child. Yes. And now think of it like this, my fellow realtors out there and lenders. Who would you want to do business with? How's the market? Oh, I don't know. The interest rates keep going up and oh, it's scary out there. Or would you want to do business with somebody who's like, hey, how's the market? Are you looking to buy, sell, or invest? Right. Absolutely freaking amazing right now. Yeah. What? Tell me more. I, I kid you not, last week in a really big real estate-related Facebook group, there was an agent, I think an agent, um, I would have to assume an agent, who asked, how much longer do you think rates are going to go up? Or how high do you think they're going to go up? <laughs> They've come down for two straight months. What are you talking about? Right. Are you are you watching the local news and nothing else for your financial information? Yeah. That kind of thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yes. And that's where... You and I, we also talked, I think it was the first episode, and I, I learned this one uh, from Tom Ferry, and this is before COVID or anything. And he says, you agents and lenders, you better learn how to become a SERPA. 
you're not an order taker. You're not just a salesperson. For those that are not familiar with a SERPA, SERPAs are the guides um, for those who want to go up that Mount Everest, right? We ha- and, I do remember this episode. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Because yeah. we yeah. argued over SERPA and SHERPA. Oh, SHERPA. The, yeah. SERPAs or SHERPA. You know what I'm talking about. The guides sure. that take you up there. The guide that takes you up into the. the... the yeah, right. Mount Everest. And, Mount Everest, and, right. Yeah, Mount Everest. And, and, and so, you know, there could be a big storm coming. And you're like, oh, what do I do? Don't worry about it. It's going to be a little bumpy. We're going to cover up. We're going to sleep here overnight. Then we're going to get up and then we're going to move forward. You're going to follow me. Or do you want a Serpa or Sherpa to say, ah, boy, it's, that's, that's a big ass storm. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you're like, we may oh, all die. You should do? turn back. What am I supposed to do? This is how you slowly but surely become that purple cow in your said business. Don't be overly optimistic and blow smoke up people's asses. Be honest with them. The market sucks. It's a little crazy right now. It's going to be bumpy, but those are the the, the cons of what's going on. But let me show you the pros of what's going on right now and what we can do to work together depending on what your strategy is. Oh, okay. Thank you, Serpa, Sherpa, whatever you want to call it. Um, but We're going to find out by the time you're back on the show. I, I know, right? <laughs> right? But I but I really think that's the difference between those in our industry, that in it, really in any industry, because there is, think about how many people do, unfortunately, just suck up the news. Doesn't matter if it's CNN, Fox, MSNBC, it doesn't matter. And you know what they're feeding you, fear, anger, and sadness. And so when you know your potential clients out there are fearful, they're sad, and they're angry as hell, you got to come in and help alleviate that of what are, their, what are they getting bombarded on a regular basis and come in with facts, with truth and saying, okay, it may not be a good time to buy or sell right now and be honest and be like, okay, I like this guy or gal. Jen, when did Antoine speak at the Mile High Mastermind? What year was that? 20. It was the crazy one in 20. In 20? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much the last time I watched the news. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That that was pretty much... If there was anything I took from what you had said, because it was rivaled this thing that I've loved for years and years about the uh, interview with the uh, uh, ad exec from Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was asked, why don't you run TV apps? Because our fucking customers don't watch TV. That should be a clue. That's a clue, right? And I'm right? not going to buy a Lamborghini. I'm not that big a fan. But um, but you got yeah, the, yeah, the combination the of that and what you had said, speaking to that audience mm-hmm. in what was a really crazy fucking period in American history, right? September of 20. That was September the fall 20. of 20. Yep. We're six months into this pandemic. Um, it was absolute Looney Tunes. And yeah, that was um, what we... Uh, what I got from it. I, I haven't watched the news since. I, you know, keep financial markets on in the background and uh, then, you know, I'll watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. Um, so, yeah, it was just so eye-opening. Um, and I think it's very important. And yes, Jen, I know we're way over time. Um, I think it's important to understand, for everybody to understand, not just people in our business, but the entire consumer. And when I say that, the people that are actually consuming this crap that 
that media, that that uh, that uh, MSNBC and the CNN and the Fox News, and I don't care where you stand politically, none of this matters. What I'm getting at is that this is a piece of the entertainment industry that wants you to buy their wares. Yep, that's it. They're out there selling their shit just like the rest of us. Are you going to buy it? Right. Okay. That's that's pretty much the bottom line with that. And Jen, a lot of this seems to be kind of a December theme for us this month. I know yeah. you had put some really cool uh, Instagram stuff together. I was looking at some of your graphics. Don't quit. Don't think about it. Work harder, work smarter, work more efficiently. Make that fortune. Be better tomorrow than you were today. The, oh, this one I really love because it really strikes with what Antoine said. This is not the time to give up. It is not the time to quit. It is not the time to throw in the towel. Sales gigs are affected by economic cycles, and it's probably hitting you right now. Well, hit back. And, uh, what, what's, that, what's that saying? If you're doing the same thing that got you to where you are today, you can't do the same thing to get to where you want to go tomorrow. Yeah, it's it, it just and that and going back to that's scary, man. Especially especially if you're successful, that's where the scariness comes in because you go, oh, but I became financially good where I'm at. And I have to change? Oh, what if? Little How by little, you got to change. But you got to keep going up. <laughs> I mean, heck, I'm opening up a, a prime IV and hydration. I opened up one of three franchises here in Colorado Springs. And have I done it before? Hell no. Am I scared as hell? You better effing believe it. But you know, it's exciting because I haven't done it. It's exciting That'll be cool. because it is a providing something that I know it's going to be beneficial for everybody. Number two, it's another venture. And I go, this is kind of exciting. I can still sell real estate and help my friends and family and do all that fun stuff. I still have my rentals. And now I get to provide another service to my community. Boy, this is exciting. This is totally exciting. And, 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 and we don't have to I... edit out your F-bomb. That was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> And and, and, and and on top of, of all of that, I would not have been able to do this had I not taken advantage and worked my butt off during a bull market to become what? Rich. rich so I can take the money that I've made to become rich. And now I have an opportunity to become wealthy. Ah. And my third stage in my life, I am not a hoarder or like, I don't want to hoard the information. I tell people plainly, what did you do? 15 years ago, you were making $15,000 a year. How did you go from that to where you're at today? Let me tell you. Sometimes when you have a grandma that has the best cake, instead of just picking up the phone and going, grandma, what's in the recipe? We said, oh, no, no, no. I'll try to figure this thing on my own. I, I think I put a little bit of this and a little of that and and grandma's like, oh, well, here you go. I'm willing to tell people what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is not a secret. I just listen to other people that I aspire to become and just copy their recipe. I'm not doing anything that's different. I'm just willing to do the damn push-ups, right. even when I don't want to. Yeah. That's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where the 1% going back to atomic habits comes into play. Yeah. Even when you don't want to do it. I think it's more sexy to do it when you don't want to do it. It's easy to do anything when you want to do something. Have you ever been mad because you went to the gym? No. You're like, I don't want to go today. Ugh. 
And then you leave and you go, oh, I can't believe I went. No, no, but you, but you <laughs> wake, we've all waken up and we go, Oh, that bed feels so damn good. And you said, well, I'll just go tomorrow. And the rest of the day, you're kind of like, oh, shit, all I had to do was just get up 30 minutes. It would have been done. It would have been good to go. And it's the same thing with the things that we should do. And we just kind of go, yeah, I don't know. It's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. And that's, um, I think that's uh, some good, good advice there for people that are just struggling. And, um, you know, the, the monkey brain screws with all of us. I don't want to do a lot of the things that I want to do at all, but I know where I want to go. And when people tell me, they go, oh, it must be nice. You know what I tell them? It is. It is. It is. All right. All right. All right. No, and here it is. It is nice because I pushed myself through the days that I don't want to. And we all know what those days are. We all know what we have to do, but we don't want to. It's but those days that you just motivate. keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And before you know it, you have a six-pack lifestyle. Ah, cool plug there. There's, there's we're, the plug. We're working on putting uh, together some uh, an entire brand of the six-pack lifestyle. We'll talk to Antoine more about that <laughs> the next time he is on the show. Jen, you want to introduce Jack? For those I of mean, you that are he... catching the video cast, we have Mr. one of Jack. Jen's animals, Jack Frost, is joining us for the show today. I would say normally, Jen, let Jack take it home, but he's right. not going to play our game. So why don't you take it home? <laughs> All right, guys, we have one more episode this year. It's crazy. I can't believe we're just a couple weeks away from 2023. Um, but if you want to find out more about us at Just the Tips Coaching, you can text TIPS to 63566. It will literally give you everything you want to know about us and probably more than you want to know. You can book a free hour of coaching with Adam. You can get a copy of his book, Just the Tips. There we go. Um, I was ready for you today. (laughs) You can find our podcast on both Spotify and Apple, past episodes of the show, um, weekly little tip, all the things. And now Kismet's making her appearance for the morning. So she says hi. So, yeah. All right, guys. All right, oh, Antoine, thank thanks, man. I know hey, that I uh, it, it's impossible for us to squeeze our conversations into a half hour anyway. Um, right. But yeah, we'll have Jen put you in the uh, production calendar for season seven, 2024. Seven. You know, I think I think next time we'll, we kind of do a, a Joe Rogan-esque style and we have uh, we have drinks on the air. <laughs> That's uh, at 1030 on a Monday morning. Hey, wait, does it, does wait, it you're matter? not drinking? You're not drinking? Like yeah. you're not... <laughs> you, wait, you don't have a giant cup full of vodka right now? <laughs> right? We'll have, we'll have some scotch and some... <laughs> All right. So, yes, thank you, Antoine. I know carving out this kind of time for us, for our audiences, uh, well, certainly invaluable to us. Hopefully our uh, viewers and listeners feel the same way. Always good shit from Antoine Glover when he's on the show. Uh, for those of you that uh, want to be on the show, we do have some uh, private guest uh, events, uh, uh, just the tips uh, guest events. And when Antoine participates in those, we all uh, get something out of that as well. Um, so, yeah, other than that, thanks for uh, listening or watching. Uh, we are on 1030 a.m. Monday, 1030 a.m. Mountain Time on Mondays, uh, barring a few uh, weeks off here and there, like for the impending holidays. 
uh, with one more to go. And Jen, just because I'm curious, who's next week's guest? Oh, it's a local real estate agent. You put me on the spot. Sewell Aguilar? I can't think of his last name right now. All right. Well, yeah. we will get to that. It's a new a guest. New guest. A new guest. Yeah. All right. Antoine, yeah. love you, brother. Thank love you. It. You guys are awesome. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right.